what is the deal with the idea that you have to be given a tarot deck by someone else in order to start practicing tarot? Have, like, do you have any idea where that comes from or what the deal with it is? Or do you believe it yourself or what? I think the deal with that is that it's an urban legend. And so many people have heard it from somewhere that it's just been repeated over and over again. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, it has some value, I suppose. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I've been the giver of many, many, many tarot decks. So, I mean, if you get a tarot deck from me, <laughs> that's pretty sick. You better start doing tarot now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so like what... To what extent does that relate to tarot itself overall historically as a practice, right? Because isn't that kind of, I just like the urban legend part, right? Because isn't it, isn't it kind of resonant with the idea that it was like something that emerged out of a deck of playing cards that people in like the 1300s or something had and were doing stuff with? And it, like, like, didn't it, doesn't it sort of have that, uh, like street level origin as a practice? I think the, that you must be gifted the deck concept probably just comes from, you know, our, our favorite concept, um, lineage, uh -huh. right? Like to know where you're coming from or where you're getting it from, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Otherwise, like, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of, study and research into the history, but I don't think it comes explicitly from, from like the Italian printmakers who mm -hmm. made tarot decks, you know? Yeah. And I don't mean like the actual specific thing about getting gifted a tarot deck, but I just mean like the t practice of tarot in general and like how you do it and what the cards mean and spreads and things, you know, like I'm sure that it's gotten codified into something more like an initiatory, like formal practice with, with like, explicit lineages over time, but like, doesn't it sort of come from just like things people hear from people and like probably saw somebody do once and then just started doing it themselves? Like, isn't that sort of yeah. part of how it always works? Yeah, I agree. I think that's a big part of it. And that like nowadays is definitely written down and, and made into someone's like expert quality, wiser book. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Right. So it's just a fun, it's just fun. It's just a way to, to pass around the ritual, right? Mm -hmm. How did you learn? How, how would you describe your process of learning to practice? Oh, well, I, I taught myself. I did receive my tarot cards as a gift. Um, and I've told that story before on a different podcast, which is, it's a pretty cute story. Um, but I taught myself, I got, I got my cards and I had a little book to go with them, the yellow book, because it's a Rider Waite deck that I got first. And I basically spent every possible moment in the Calgary Public Library taking out every book I could possibly get on tarot and astrology and the occult and just like read a lot of books. And then I sat and read for people, strangers uh -huh. and friends and family, a lot. And that was how I learned, was just doing it. But you learned it alongside sort of a lot of divination theory and structure and history? Or was like, or was it tarot? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, astrology and other stuff at the same time, right? Like it's not, it wasn't Yeah, yeah, astrology was a big part of my, that 
stage of my like you know spiritual life because i have i had left organized religion and i was very much in a seeking time as a teenager and so um i was looking for anything to grab a hold of and astrology was great um for me personally but tarot was um something that i felt i could share with other people so mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. like it fell into my bones so quickly yeah like just I, I was off book very quickly. Like I was not, cool. I've never been someone who's like, Oh, let me look, go look, check in the book. It's all, it was always like, I know what this card means for you. Yeah. I, so like the theory, the, I don't really follow anything anymore. Like now, right now I'm in a weird zone with tarot because I mostly just do it for myself. Uh-huh. But for many, many years I did professional readings and, read for strangers and family and stuff. And then eventually I had to put some boundaries on the family reading. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that that can be a really fun, uh, like, recursive trauma story. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just, I, I experience tarot somatically. Like, it's very much a feeling thing. I'm not an analytical person to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It has to do with the moment yeah. that you're sitting with the person and what they need to hear, you know? Did it connect to you in some way, like with something that was there before that you did before, before you were handed these cards? Like what was there, was there anything like this kind of like somatic symbolic divination happening for you in your younger, like, like unformed you know, self-directed times in life? Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of time alone as a kid in the, in the woods, in the farmlands. Like I grew up rural. And so, yeah, like trees and streams and small animals. (laughs) I don't know. That's like my, that's my framework for life. Flowers, uh, the sky. (laughs) But these are like Uh, things that are on tarot cards. Yeah. So it was like familiar already, kind of. Yeah, it's. I guess I must have had some kind of like childhood omen practice, Mm -hmm. Um, because I was very, very like, I was very interested in stories and making up stories and creating characters Mm -hmm. and being in books. Like, I was a voracious reader as a kid. Um, You know, I lived in a big old like Victorian farmhouse with, you know, tons of bumps in the night and like haunted paintings with the creepy eyes that follow you. Mm -hmm. So I was just ripe for like a fantastical system Mm -hmm. that could be like wielded at hand, you know, Mm -hmm. like you can carry it in your purse. Incredible. What about the, what about the people part? Where did you learn to do it for people or the skills that you need to sit with people and read for them? Oh, I've just always had that. I think both my parents are very like um, chatty, charismatic people. Um, and so I I've, I definitely take after both of them. It's really easy for me to, to like strike up a conversation with a stranger uh, to my detriment <laughs> occasionally. Um, but also, and this just occurred to me now, um, unfortunately, as a child, I was made to go out in service, mm. which is what they call knocking on people's doors uh-huh. on Saturday morning. 
to try to get them to take the Watchtower and Awake magazine. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had a lot of <laughs> I see, I see. had a lot of practice, yeah. <laughs> um, like breaking the ice with people. But I I basically just set up a card in in like there was a mall in my hometown um, that had this beautiful botanical garden indoors, like at the top of an office tower. And so I would just sit in there and and have my cards out and people would come by and sit down and get a reading. I didn't charge anything. Did you do this hundreds of times? Like how, how, like how many, how many roughly, like what sort of scale are we talking about in terms of, in terms of the arc of your practice from then to now, how much of your practice was like this? Oh, I don't, I haven't done that in a long, long time. Like I don't, I don't go sit on the street with a table and a card out, but yeah, at that time I did quite a bit of it, probably dozens, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. At, for strangers, friends, it was constant. Like mm-hmm. people were always coming to me. What, what kinds of inquiries did you, do you get like from strangers passing by and seeing it? Like, like what, what is the, what is the nature of their curiosity about it that makes them want to come over and sit down? Like, what do they think is going to happen? What are they looking for? Oh, people ha- always have some tragedy or heartbreak or financial issue. People just want to be reassured. Yeah. You know, they just want someone else to understand and listen to them, really. Yeah. yeah. But do you think tarot is approachable in a way that's different from other systems? Or, you know, like I encounter so much resistance to astrology. Mm. Uh, and and, and some, sometimes sometimes have to be like, listen, I'm trying to help you here. But like, but tarot tarot was never like that for me. Like, I, I don't talk about it that much, but I've been reading tarot since I was 20 years old too. And like, yeah. it was also like that. It was like people would come up to me and be like, oh my god, will you do that for me? And I'm wondering yeah. what what you think about the like the accessibility or approachability of it. Like, is it about the cards? Is it about the pictures? Like, why do people walk up to tarot readers and ask for one? I mean, I think the pictures and the tactile aspect of it definitely have something to do with it. Like, I, I think that's just a, there's a, a tangible aspect. Um, you know, I don't know how many people actually are visual learners, but the imagery was definitely what dragged me in. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's just a, like, it's pop culture, right? Like everyone's mm. seen you know, variety of, of movies that have a, like a extremely racist tarot mm-hmm. scene. Yes. With a death card in it. Um, and people, people kind of want the magic, you know, yeah. they want the magic. What is it like for you to be approached by someone you don't know to do magic for them? Oh yeah. Well, it was, it was a huge part of my identity, especially as a young person. Um, I didn't know anyone else who was doing tarot for a long, long time. And yeah, it, it felt great to have this like secret power that I could use to help people. It was something that I strongly identified with. My, my friends in high school called me the Oracle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like that sick. This is great. Yeah, you want you like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you were you had like a social role in high school, like with people you were going to school with every day doing this kind of stuff. And you were the only one. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was like, and, and for years it was like that. Um, people knew me as like the tarot person Mm -hmm. and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was a, it was a crack in my confidence when it became so popular. Uh, uh Um, but I actually, you know, I got over that pretty quickly because the more people are are doing it, the more people know about it Mm -hmm. and it's fun. It's fun to share. What, what, tell me about what happened for you in the transition. I mean, I guess it was a transition from, from like tarot cards themselves as objects mediating like an embodied experience between you and somebody else. Like that's what tarot was at some point for you. It became an art project about it also. Right. Like, like how, how did that happen? And, and how did the materials suggest themselves and like, what made you want to make art about the tarot? I always wanted to. That was immediate. Um, when I originally saw a tarot deck, I was like, oh, I want to make my own. And it's taken me a long ass time to like even get to the precipice of the point of making a deck. But um, making the, the tarot jewelry is very, was it's just been super fun. Um that's basically why I went to jewelry school. I was like, I want to make esoteric jewelry. I want to make things that people can hold on to mm-hmm. and have and carry around with them. Right. Like it's just that feeling of having a favorite card and you're like, why wouldn't you want to wear it around your neck? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been, a, it's, it's been a really fun, natural progression. It was immediate uh, for me. I also, for a long time was, well, I'm a very heavily tattooed person and I was interested in tattoos to like draw tattoos and do tattoos. I never got an apprenticeship, but I have a lot of tarot card tattoos as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that I find really, really cool because you're, you know, you're casting a spell on yourself in some ways. So cards are this very particular medium that I think is very appealing for me, for sure, it has something to do with like why I approach them. Uh, and yeah, you know, like most people, most people who have one tarot deck have 12 tarot decks, right? And, or, or I mean, I don't, I bet maybe that number sounds terrifyingly low to you. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> but, but I, I, uh, I, I, the material of the cards is such a big part of it. Like for me, like what, like the stock that a car, that a deck is printed on, like I've, I've had some decks that are like really gorgeous visually, but they're like laminated pieces mm-hmm. of paper and I hate using them, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like your, your art, the material that you work in is so much more, uh, durable and heavy and dense and, and, and difficult to work with. Um, what, what is material? have to do with this, with the, the divination practice that you have? Well, the cards themselves, like the reason why the cards are so great is because it's a, it's like a paper is, we've got so much of it. We can, we can print and we can make multiples. It's so accessible. It's so like, um, every, the every man's tool, right. Mm -hmm. Um, putting, putting, tarot imagery into silver is cool because it it gives you something that's 
going to last forever. Mm-hmm. But don't forget, you can melt that shit down. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> People yes. don't think about that when yeah. they buy jewelry, but yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it can all change. Yeah. But the, the, I don't know. I, I'm playing around with some different, um, some different materials and I will make a paper deck at some point. It's just going to take a while. Um, but yeah, I just, I love silver. It's hard to get over how beautiful it is and how fun it is to work with. I mean, if I could make them in gold, if anybody could afford to buy them, I would. I, I want a gold tarot deck from you so <laughs> bad. Oh my God. Do you, this is an unfair question, but do you have, do you have a favorite card? Do you have a card that is like the one for you? Oh, I've got a couple of favorites. My, I think my, so my favorite, the very first favorites um, were the strength card and the chariot. And that was because of the astrological associations, because I'm a Leo mm-hmm. sun and a cancer moon, but also because my dad's a Leo sun and my mom's a cancer sun. I just found a lot of like richness in that. And I actually have a large chariot tattoo and I had a, a large strength card tattoo as well. Um, but I think my very favorite card is the two of cups Mm. yeah why is that it's just so cute (laughs) it's (laughs) it's just so cute Mm -hmm. it's love it's romance it's connection it's um and i i'm obsessed with that you know the staff of hermes and the the like especially on the smith weight design the the lion with the wings right that's been my my like personal sigil for so long. Yeah. I feel like I have a question about love in the tarot. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like I feel just, there's like a lot of cards that speak to love, maybe even relative to other topics that I can think of. And yet some of the cards that seem most obviously about love are not about love or are not about it in a straightforward way. Like the two of cups is, uh, and, the or like the difference between the two of cups and the three of cups right mm. like like wh- what do you what do you think is up with i mean like you know the lovers is sort of the one that i think that most people would probably mm. pull out if you were like what's the tarot card that's about love and then you know there's the three of swords and the way that that's depicted and and mm. people, people think that that must have something to do with love even if it, it doesn't or you know that's it's that one is deceptive right but like wh- why mm-hmm. it just feels like love is a big topic for the tarot and i wonder if you agree and why you think that is well that's why we're here we're here to love. So, I mean, romantic love just being one aspect of that. But, yeah, I, I tend to agree with, with all of those specific card statements. Um, I also think it's deeply hilarious that so many people have the Three of Swords tattooed on their bodies. Uh-huh. Um, because it is such a... I mean, it's cool. It looks like a tattoo already. Yes, but that's true. Um, it's kind of a funny one. So... Is the tarot a story about why we're here? Maybe. 